Welcome to the Bliss Tonic Podcast, where we get real about the ups and downs of the human experience, and we use yogic philosophy and self-study as our Bliss Tonic. I'm Michelle Anthony, yoga teacher, spiritual mentor, meditation advocate, and dancer, circus performer. Flow is flow is flow is flow. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome everyone. Let's start this week's collective learning with a couple deep breaths. So in the nose, fill the pelvic bowl, the belly, let the rib cage spread, lift the chest, lift the collarbones and slowly let it all out smoothly. Do that a couple more times. Breathe in, let it fill up the torso and let it out slow and smooth. One more breath. Notice if you can get any more air in, maybe pause your breath at the top and slowly, smoothly let it out. Take a moment to just stretch your arms overhead As you take a couple more breaths, maybe circle the wrists, roll the shoulders, stretch side to side, twist. Just take a moment of movement, lengthening or twisting or stretching the spine in different directions. (sighs) Welcome. So I am feeling so filled up on fire and connected to my purpose in a way that if I'm being honest, I have been feeling the opposite of this lately. And I've been keeping up with the podcast, but I can say that that is about it um, throughout the summer. Summer happens to be kind of a slower time for the yoga teaching career. And so I've just allowed myself this time and allowed myself the time to be in the moment of the lesson, of the learnings. And it has been enough to share with you week by week everything that has been going on with me. And I feel like I really turned a corner um, this past week, week and a half. And I am going to share with you today about the law of attraction. And it's so funny because I I love self-study as you know and I noticed a moment of constriction, contraction when I thought about sharing this with you. And it's just a great indicator of something within me because I know that if you're listening to this, you either are resonating with what I'm saying or you don't have to listen. And it doesn't matter if what I'm saying is specifically calling out to you or not because 
This share is what I genuinely have to offer right now. And so I'll get a little bit into that in a moment about where I felt that and then where my self-study and investigation led me to realize where that uh, moment of doubt or fear of judgment came in. Okay, so first things first, um, I just want to kind of credit my inspiration right away so that you can further study wherever you want. And I also think, you know, give credit where credit is due. And whether it's inspiration or, you know, direct, like paraphrasing, whatever it is, I I do believe in crediting the people who have inspired you. And I know that truly our ideas and our thoughts are all connected and they true inspiration I I don't want to say it's not ours because in a way it is because we are open to it but true inspiration it flows through us it is not of us it flows through us and we can open ourselves up to it So just wanted to throw that out there. The inspirations uh, for this week's episode and for this shift in me lately has been, I've been reading um, on audiobooks, um, Biet Simkins, Don't Just Sit There, Love You Biet. I just like, I'm so inspired by you. And while reading that book, I had such an interesting moment. Last week's episode, if you haven't listened, go ahead and listen to that. I recorded that episode and then immediately downloaded your book for whatever reason. I realized I had a bunch of Audible credits. (laughs) And last week's episode, I talked about the homework being acknowledge how you truly, truly feel when you are surrounded or have somebody in front of you who is successful, beautiful, who maybe embodies qualities that you would love for yourself, whatever it is somebody who you could look up to or feel jealous of and notice how you feel. And so I was listening to Biet's book and I noticed right away this inner thought, this inner critic saying, oh my gosh, I love this book. She's so artistic. Every every sentence is artistically done. And her voice is very beautiful and everything about it in my mind went to, I can never be like that. I can never be this good. I can never do something like this. And then I caught it pretty quickly, right? I just got done recording that freaking podcast, my own self. And, and then I thought, yeah, because I'm not supposed to be her, <laughs> you know, and, and just realized that my own greatness is my own and whatever it is that my offering is into the world is uniquely me and embodies my unique beautiful strong powerful artistic qualities in its own way and so I just thought that was really interesting and then also um Abraham Hicks Jerry and Esther Hicks um channel a an entity called Abraham Most of you have probably heard of it. If not, where you been? Just kidding. (laughs) But definitely 
one of the primary sources out there for information on the law of attraction, right? And this is this is law. And if you start to study quantum physics, it is something that is starting to be proven scientifically that what you expect to be the outcome changes the actual outcome. So I encourage you to um, further study that if you are feeling skeptical or you just need more information or if you're somebody who kind of needs um that further information in order to fully understand definitely dive into that but i just love the way they speak um abraham through jerry and esther hicks and um, i just want to share a little bit about the law of attraction with you all as i was driving home from the cities yesterday with the kids. I took an impromptu trip to treat the kids to a trip to the aquarium at the Mall of America and uh, just talking to the kids on the way home a little bit about the law of attraction and how I've been working with it and how I think it could help them um, in their lives and how we can use it together as a family to manifest our collective dreams into reality. And so there are just a few things I want to talk about before we dive into kind of like the the flow of the law of attraction where most of us get stuck and all of that. And the first thing is when we are talking about the law of attraction in terms of manifesting, whether it be money or things into the world that we desire, Sometimes there is this belief, and this is one that I consciously don't hold, um, but who knows, subconsciously, on some level, this might be there. And honestly, I think as a collective within the spiritual community, there is a strong connection to this belief that materialism, money, uh, wanting things is not spiritual. And I heard some, this is a paraphrase, but I just thought, oh my God, this is everything. This is everything. What is the human experience except the material, materialized spirit? Like we are here to be in the material world, material girl, material world. Love it because that's what we're here for. We're not here just as spirits communicating telepathically and living in perfect unity right? We're here to experience the wide diversity of human emotions, the wide diversity of human experience. And it is all guided by the, by this internal compass of our feelings, right? Which in turn becomes thoughts, becomes actions and becomes the attraction point from which we call things and experiences and people into our life, so I just thought that was such a beautiful concept of what is this human experience except the materialized spirit. And so we are here to fully work with the material plane. And a lot of us humans associate material things, whether it be money, a car, um, vacations, whatever life can bring us. We associate that with freedom. 
And what are we here to experience, to reawaken to, right? We're reawakening within the human experience on, a, on the spiritual path as a human to our own knowingness of freedom. And that internal freedom is everything. And so we attract or can attract these external experiences that make us remember the depths of our own freedom. And we are here to feel good. And in, in yogic philosophy, to, t- to tie this back in, and this is uh, something that has been brought up in, in more than just yoga. This is like uh, something that is painted on <laughs> um, kitschy um, boards that are painted at Target that you can buy, right? So this is something that's become mainstream. It's what you focus on expands. And in yogic philosophy, it's drishti manaha prana, which is the drishti is the focus or the gaze. We use it in balance poses. We focus our eyes on a certain point to help us find balance. We can have an internal drishti, an external drishti. So what we focus on, it brings energy there. Drishti manaha prana. Prana is life force energy. So where we put our focused attention, energy follows. Another way to interpret is energy follows thought. But it to me, it is doing a um, injustice to just say energy follows thought because our thoughts are freaking like, have you, you know, when we're in a monkey mind, we have so many thoughts going off in every direction. Right. And so I guess that makes sense with our energy going off in all these directions and us unable to focus it. So I really think that to bring it into a more, um, useful way of looking at that instead of just energy follows thought, which kind of seems out of our control, right? We instead can think about it as the focus. And so this is the goal of yoga is one pointed focus with the mind. And so we, we can do a physical practice so that it's easier to be internal, be in the body, right? If we're just trying to sit down and meditate, a lot of times what it brings up, right, is just stuff going on in the body. And so oftentimes we work from gross to subtle, from physical to the more internal, subtle experiences. So when we are wanting to call things into our life intentionally and not on accident, right? Monkey mind calls things in by accident, right? We complain and so we call in more of that because our energy, our focus is on that, okay? So there are a couple things. The everything is actually two things, Okay, there's a positive pole and a negative pole. So there is having money and there is I don't have enough money. There is um, I want a partner and I don't have a partner. And one is the calling in, I know what I want. And the other is I don't have. I know that I don't have. Right? And so if you think about manifestation 
and even just take a moment to think about your life right now. Where is your energy going? So where we think that our energy is going into, I want to manifest money. If we are focusing on the negative pull, on the not having of money, on the wanting to pay the bills and wanting to take care of all of these things, then that is where our focus is. So it's really important to know that everything is actually two things, the positive pull and the negative pull. So there are the three steps to manifesting into reality. And the first step is asking, right? So for asking, it's pretty easy. We want things. We're human. Sometimes, though, we we do need to spend time in clarity. And so for this, I have an activity for you. And I just really want it to be a moment of journaling, of deeper contemplation. And feel free to come back to this, um, re-listen, whatever you need to do if you need inspiration later in the week. But I want you to think about your goals, one-year goals, five-year goals, 10-year goals. It doesn't have to be exactly those years. It can be six months, one year, five years, whatever it calls out to you. But I want you to think about your goals in life and, and notice whenever you have a feeling of not enoughness, not, not deserving those things or them not being plausible or real. Okay, so notice whenever you have the moment of contraction, that can't happen, that won't work for me, that couldn't happen to me, whatever that is, notice it, okay? Because a lot of this work of yoga is awareness, being more aware of what is in your mind. And that is such an important concept when we come into the concept of manifesting because we manifest not just from the thoughts we think, but from our focus. And our focus is so often on the negative. And that is just because of what is going on. We're, we're not even focusing the mind intentionally. We're focusing the mind not on purpose, right? Just based on what's happening, we're reacting. And so we're focusing on our reactions. Okay, so get clear on your goals. And I want you to just think about it. And what if, if anything was possible, because it is, miracles happen every day, okay? If anything was possible, and it can be, I want a new car in one year. I want to own a home in five years. I want to feel successful. I want to feel this way. It can be all levels of manifestation, right? It doesn't have to be big, um, vague things. It can be very specific things and vague things. It can be career goals and personal goals, okay? So make sure you just really think about all layers and levels of what it is you desire, right? Not just goal as in, if I work towards this in five years, this could happen. Think bigger than that and think more outside the box than that, okay? Because we are spirit experiencing a material existence and through the mind through the focused mind clarify we can tune in and tap into our deeply spiritual potential okay and that is the potential within all things within all people 
connecting to unity, to source, where all things are possible. Okay, step one is asking, getting clear. And so for me, I spent some time getting clear on my bigger goals. What is it that I want to bring into the world? What is it that I want to call in for myself and my family? What are my um, spiritual and career goals? And how do they intermingle truly? So if you need to pause to do that, take a moment to pause and come back to this podcast. Okay, step two. So step one, it's up to us, right? Getting clear and asking and knowing what it is we want. I love this quote, and I know it's another small little tangent. I think it, I wish I could remember what book it's from, but I, I can't right now, and I'll put it in the show notes if I um, find it for you. But it is a quote from Alice in Wonderland where I believe, and she is saying, um, which way should I go? And then the response is, well, where do you want to go? What do you want? And if it's, I don't know, then it doesn't matter where you go, right? So wandering aimlessly. If you don't know where you want to go, then you don't know which way to go, right? So get clear on where you want to end up in one year, what you would like to call in in that time so that you know the direction to take. Direction is everything. And it's not that we have to, and this is another misconception about goals in particular is we feel like they have to be reasonable and they have to be something that we work towards where instead action is required but aligned action and not this idea of you have to work hard in order for this to happen no you have to align yourself over and over and over and over and over, choose things that make you feel good and that are in the direction of what you would like. Okay, that's the difference. I have to work hard and grind. No, you have to align, if you would like to call things into your life, align and take action that is in the direction of your desire to feel good through these manifestations. Okay. So step two, this is where I noticed a little discomfort in sharing this process with you. And it's not really here anymore. Um, And it is, it is given. What you ask for, it is given. One of the books from Abraham is ask and it is given. And it's such an interesting concept. And I think nowadays people really, um, where the book The Secret was really popular years ago, now I feel like it's become a source of, you know, people make fun of it. Like, oh, if I think about the bike, it'll come. But they're missing a really important piece. And where my discomfort was maybe is in judgment. And maybe it was because... Who is it that is doing the giving? God, source, the universe, okay? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It is given. This is a universal law. Ask and it is given, okay? This is the law of attraction. So then this is where we, step three, 
is where we start to get angry when things don't come and then doubt the entire law of attraction, okay? And this is up to us again. So step two, not up to us. It comes. We ask and it is given, okay? Step three, it's up to us again, is the act of allowing. So we have to be a vibrational match for that which we are manifesting. So this is where self-study is so important. Notice those thoughts when you're planning your goals. When does that immediate not deservingness come up? When does the when do those feelings of opposition, not believing they could come to you, come up, okay? And this is something where I noticed for the past, you know, maybe this is having a new baby. Maybe I could blame it on a lot of things, but really it's up to me to maintain my own vibrational status, right? Okay. So this is where I've been feeling like, oh my gosh, in my journaling practices, I realize that I spend more time focusing on the inspirations not here. Nothing is happening. This is not here. Then I spend focusing on what it is that I dream of and desire. And for me, it comes from this feeling of not deserving, which comes down to, you guessed it, not enoughness, because I talk about that all of the time. (laughs) So we have to be in a state of allowing by being a vibrational match. And to do this, we have to spend time feeling the feelings that we desire, And it has nothing to do with what is here now, with the current situation that's in front of you. Things can change overnight. Things can change in a year, okay? But the more energy, and in yoga philosophy, we also have this equation, the creation equation, it's called. And it is the intensity of the desire and the energy or the shakti you put into it, but we also, it has to be greater than our internal resistance. In yoga, that's called vikalpa. So we have to put more energy, and this is not hard work, grinding, whatever. It is vibrational energy, okay? Shakti, shakti is power. It is an internal feeling of being lit up around that desire. It has to be greater than our internal resistance. So internal resistance, don't think of it as bad and something you shun away. It is there for you to see and what a gift that is there for you to observe at this time. So it's there for you to see. Don't try to push it away. When you're seated in meditation and you have a thought that is recurring, What happens when you try to push it away? It keeps coming back. And so dive into it. But then pour your awareness into its opposite, right? Say, I see you. Thank you for showing me what I don't want. Now, what is it that I do want? So having this attitude of, ah, thank you for showing me this resistance. Now I can see and refocus my energy on what I do want now that I'm aware that my energy and focus has been unintentionally on the negative pole, the negative aspect of what it is I desire. How fun now that I get to change it around with this awareness. So this is where we block ourselves from receiving the manifestations that are already on their way to us. But some of us have built 
up resistances that are quite strong. And so to that, I say meditation, meditation and any meditation is helpful. But if you would like spend time, and this is what's been really helping me, looking at your goal list, look at your goal list and in meditation, five minutes, start with five minutes and see how long you can hold the vibrational energy of having achieved those goals, however far out in advance you would like, right? That is energy. Drishti Manaha Prana, energy follows focus. Is this all making sense? This is something that was written thousands and thousands of years ago and now it's become kitschy it's become pop culture it's here for a reason let's look at it remember how in a lot of episodes i say um about cliches being cliche for a reason right it's because it's something to dive into and we just often look past it so energy follows the focus and so when we focus our energy on the having, the positive pole of our desires instead of the not having, what is it going to feel like to have the money in your hands? What is it going to feel like to be able to treat your family to a vacation and spend time in the positive pole, focusing your mind on the positive pole in meditation and it builds energy. It doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight, although it can It just depends on how big your resistance is to that happening and how much you believe internally resistant to it or not. So we build the energy, okay? It's something that I've said a long time ago too in in meditation practice. The energy of our meditation practice builds. This is why we sustain a regular practice is because the energy behind it is one that is building it accumulates in the same way when you have a mantra meditation practice that energy accumulates which is why we have these practices in the tantric tradition in para yoga where we do a hundred thousand 125 thousand rounds of a certain mantra is because the energy builds and guess what the energy that you build it builds it for the collective as well And the money that you bring in is money for the collective as well. Think about what you would like to manifest and how it affects so many people. With money, you could buy a home. And with that home, you could provide jobs for people. You would provide jobs for the people who build the home, who make the wood for the house, the windows. So think about, in big terms, how your desire your desires in this world, they affect all of those around us. You could be an expander for somebody looking to manifest and they look to you and see that it's possible and you provide that example, that proof for them to help overcome their own internal resistance to it. I hope this is making sense and it's not too long-winded, but the homework is set up your goals Get your list all set up and just start. It doesn't have to be very long. Set a timer for five minutes every day for a month and journal at the beginning of the month how you feel about certain things, where you are in terms of having or not having these desires that are on your list. Are you moving in the direction of them right now? And then at the end of the month, do that same practice. 
I can guarantee you, you will see a shift at the very least internally, energetically, you will have more energy moving in the direction, direction, right? Like we talked about that Alice in Wonderland quote, we'll have more energy moving in the direction of our desires. And we will have less energy unconsciously, unintentionally moving into our vikalpa or our resistances. Okay. So meditation five minutes every day for a month. This is the homework. And then get your goals clear and do a check-in beginning and end. Do this every week even. Only do it for a week and, and see what kind of difference you can change. Do this for a day. Start your day by setting your vibration towards that which you desire instead of unconsciously putting it towards the opposite, the negative pole. And doing so intentionally, we may have a good day, right? We, things may work out, but they may not. It is out of our control. Through the practice of yoga, we start to take control of this mind. And then from that control, we feel our own potential within this life. Okay, I'm going to leave it there. I love you all so much and I wish only the best for you. And please, please, please share, share what's going on with you. I would love to, to, to grow this tribe and be able to connect with you. And if you send me an email, just let me know what, what kind of manifestations you're calling in. Tell your friends, tell, send me a message and let me know what you're calling in. Start talking about it. A lot of times we tell the story of lack which to the people around us and instead talk about, I am calling this in right now. I am bringing this into my life and won't it be so nice to be able to go on vacation won't it be so nice to treat you to things start talking about the positive instead of the negative because what are the words we say except thoughts more energized all right looking forward to hear your shares and your successes see you next week Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I am so lit up trying to just imagine all of you listening and being inspired to enhance your lives and manifest whatever it is you'd like to bring into this world. And even more important than that, feel better, feel amazing throughout that process. A huge thank you for listening to you and for doing this work and showing up every week to listen. And then a huge thank you to my amazing editor and friend, Kyle Piper. If you need any tech help, he's my tech guy. Get a tech guy for your own self, Kyle Piper. His information is below in the show notes go ahead and reach out to him if you have a dream. If you have a dream of starting your own podcast, if you have a dream of having an offering that you'd like to share with the world and you want a website made, he's your guy. Go ahead and reach out to him. Lastly, I would absolutely love if you share this episode with somebody who you would like to share this with. Maybe a friend, a family member who needs to hear this message. 
share the love. If you feel so inclined to review or rate this podcast, go ahead and send a snapshot, a screenshot of your rating or review, and I will send you a fairy tarot reading via voice memo. And I am so grateful to all of you. Have a wonderful day.